So that's a guided meditation on the four Brahma Viharas, the four divine abidings. So find a posture you can sustain for 40 minutes or so. <coughs> and you're becoming aware of the body breathing in and breathing out. And then, you know, bringing up, uh, uh, becoming aware of the heart area, the area of the chest area. And, you know, bringing up an image of uh, a being which arouses metta in you or loving kindness. Maybe a, a little baby animal, a little a puppy or a kitten or maybe a little baby or, you know, somebody in your life who brings up that sensation of loving-kindness, you know, which is already there in the heart, but which makes it just, you know, well up like a spring. May all beings be happy. And then you are breathing in that uh, into the sensation of loving kindness, which is there in the heart area. And if it's not coming forth, you know, just kind of holding the image. Just a kind of, this is doing metta, kick-starting it through some skillful means. And that's like the sun at noon, which shines the same on everyone and everything. And then just radiating out matter in front of you. No, no need to force it in any way, just as far as it likes to go. Metta, loving kindness, or benevolence. Wishing all beings to be happy, including oneself. And then you re- let, like, let it ready out to one side, so to the, from the front to one side, and then 
slowly, you know, let, let it radiate out all around. Like, is if you would, you know, pull away an obstructing curtain or something. Just slowly, slowly pull pull it away all around you, and let that matter radiate out. Behind to the other side, all around, above and below, and sitting in an orb of matter. If you know the mind wanders off into thinking, just gently bring it back. And if you lose the matter, bring up the image again. So first we are doing matter and then you know when it's established we are being matter, just letting it radiate out as it does. And then the mind, you know, gets very open and soft and clear. And being filled with metta. And then the next Brahmavihara is compassion, karuna. which is like the sun at sunset, you know, shines down to those who are less fortunate than ourselves. And, you know, paying attention how the sensation in the heart changes. It's different than metta. And then allowing that also to spread out in front of us and then slowly all around, like pulling away a curtain and letting it shine out. And then above and below, around and everywhere. It's the same... Uh, Instructions as the Brahma Vihara chant we have in the chanting book.
you know, if the mind is in that state of metta, that's a good example of what a, you know, unworldly joy. It's very subtle compared, you know, with uh, winning the lottery or something. But it's much more conducive, you know, to stealing the mind. Then the next Brahmavihara is uh, mudita or gladness, sympathetic joy, rejoicing in the good fortune of others. And that's like the sun in the morning at sunrise. I mean, it's just the freshness and the glory of it. And, uh, you know, it reflects in the dewdrops on the grass, the brilliance of that. It's, you know, it's the opposite of jealousy and envy. And then again, you know, we let it radiate out in front of us and then slowly all around, above and below. Mudita. That's the most difficult one of the four, maybe. To practice it in life can be difficult. And then again paying attention to the difference of the vibration of the mudita. Then the last one is Ubeka, equanimity or equipoise. That's like the full moon, the coolness of the full moon. Or sometimes it's also can be compared with the laugh of a grandmother. We're seeing you know, so many comings and goings. It's not anymore so easily swayed. 
equanimity. It's again like a different quality of vibration in the heart and then letting it radiate out in front to one side and all around above and below and just you know, allowing the whole man to be filled with the Brahma Vihara noticing and that this is unworldly joy or at least contentment So that's like a temporary liberation of the mind through the Brahma Viharas. You can also only you know, bring up one Brahma Vihara or two or four, depending you know, how you want to do this. And then at one point you know, we can then switch the uh, awareness from being aware of the Brahma Vihara to switching it to being aware of space. Being aware of the space which is permeated by the Brahma Vihara, spaciousness, infinite space, becoming aware of that. Just like a subtle shift, nothing else to be done, just dropping the upeka and being aware of the space which is, has been filled by it. So the object of the Mind is the space, spaciousness. And you know, if we need some help, we can just listen to the silence that helps to keep the mind open. Being aware of the space, the silence permeates the space. Then you know the time comes to drop the spaciousness as an object and just become aware of the knowing again, that which knows space starts to know itself. So there's no more object, just the subject knowing itself. 
being the knowing. And then dropping the eye behind the knowing, the, you know, me knowing, just as enough to just the knowing. Empty of self. No self. Knowing is not a thing, nothingness. And the best concept for that is, you know, the sky is like the wide open mind and then the sounds of the birds and sensations. They're just moving through without leaving a trace because they are impermanent. So that is a, is a rather pleasurable state with, you know, unworldly joy. Still, we need to, you know, kind of use that wide open mind to recognize impermanence. As I've been mentioning a few times, another you know, key to liberation is calmly 
seeing impermanence. And that's like, you know, familiarizing ourselves with that truth. That's what we are, you know, trying to cultivate in the meditation, that, you know, being really deeply, deeply familiar with it. And allowing, you know, ourselves, our thinking, our everything, you know, being transformed by that seeing clearly. You know, the calmer the mind is and clear and energized, the deeper it can see. The clearer it can see. And you know, I'm paying attention to the non-worldly joy you know, without that joy there wouldn't be that the calmness wouldn't come forth. And, you know, so we can reflect on the seven factors of awakening. We started with, you know, mindfulness and curiosity and energy by kind of doing the Brahma-viharas and then at one point, you know, they are just there. So climbing up the mountain, climbing up the mountain, and then on the top, you know, the joy, contentment arises, and then the other three factors they just follow quite effortlessly. It's just an unfolding then. then, you know, when the mind is really well-established and poised and calm, equanimity, then turning it towards seeing impermanence. That's when, you know, the liberating capacity of the seven factors of enlightenment is um, activated. Otherwise, it's only a calm abiding, you know, which is nice. But it's, it's a preparation for more than this. There's more than this, which is inside. Inside into 
three characteristics and impermanence is the easiest one to see.
No, I'm going to ring the bell and then just, you know, bringing in the impermanence and ending of the session and letting go of this unworldly joy and the peacefulness. <laughs> 